bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, as we come before you at the beginning of this Advent season, we pray that by your Holy Spirit you would work in our lives, that, that we might be prepared to celebrate the birth of your Son, our Savior Jesus. We pray that you would prepare us to, to live our faith in this world each and every day, that we might proclaim him as King of kings and Lord of lords, the King of righteousness for us and for all people. Be with us, we pray, in his name. Amen. Just have a couple of uh, midweek Advent sermons to deliver this year. And so I want to focus a little bit on kind of a different direction. We know that we're preparing to worship Jesus, who is born king. It's ironic that we celebrate the birth of the king, but he's not really proclaimed that until the Magi come in the season of Epiphany. So we kind of jump the gun a little bit when we say uh, he is born king uh, at Christmas. He's not really announced that until later. But I still want to explore that whole idea of kingship, king of kings and Lord of Lords, we call him. Our first lesson tonight, that wonderful prophecy that we have from Zechariah, and that section that says, Behold, your king is coming to you, righteous and having salvation is he, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Now, I, I want you for a moment just to think about this. We talk about the king of righteousness and righteous and having salvation. Try to take that title for just a moment, king of righteousness, and apply it. Apply it to other world leaders in history, or even currently. You see, maybe the words would be, behold, your president is coming to you, Righteous and having salvation is he, humble and mounted on a donkey. Probably means he's a Democrat. I don't know why I said that. The words don't fit, do they? They don't fit presidents. They don't fit any emperors, it wouldn't fit Napoleon or any of the Caesars, it doesn't fit any of the dictators through history, the title king of righteousness, in fact, attaching righteousness to any worldly leader just doesn't work. It is so alien to who we are as human beings. Because to be righteous is to be above reproach. It is to be in a perfect and right relationship with God. It is to be holy. Put those mantles around a leader's shoulders. They don't fit. It's kind of like trying on new clothes. And we were joking 
earlier, some of us, that, that you can hang clothes up in a closet and they fit just perfect. And then you come back to them a month or two later and you go, what happened? These clothes shrunk. They don't fit. Righteousness doesn't fit. Because we know we're a sinful people. You see, it, it doesn't fit until we have this, this king who comes, the king of righteousness. And he goes to a cross and he suffers and he dies there in our place. See, the only way he can come and have salvation, righteous and having salvation, is to die on a cross to pay the price for our sins. And what he does in shedding his own blood is he clothes us in clothes that now fit perfectly. covers us in white robes of righteousness dipped and washed clean in his own blood. Did you ever wonder why pastors wear white robes? Because we're holy. No. It's because we got to cover up sin. Because we're supposed to reflect Christ to you. How difficult and challenging that is. We really ought to be covering not just our bodies, but our faces too. Because most of us are a pretty poor example of Christ. Because try as we might, we're still human and it just doesn't quite fit. But Christ comes. He comes to us in the power of his word, and I appreciate that song, Doug, thy strong word to cleave the darkness, because that's what it does. We don't think of that as being a Christmas song. It's not even in the Christmas section of the hymnal, but that's exactly what he does on Christmas Eve. Thy strong word made flesh who dwelt among us, cleaves the darkness of this world and comes in to shatter the lives of sinful people. To heal us with grace and mercy and love. That is to make us right with God. And in his death on the cross, where he becomes king to declare us holy and righteous not because we live right 
but because he rightly died. He is our Savior. We celebrate his birth in a few weeks. But we celebrate that he has touched our lives in such a way that we can live in this world of darkness today and hold up the light of righteousness before people, not because we're perfect, but because we walk in his grace. And so as we move through this Advent season, we share the King. We proclaim his name. We tell others of the salvation that comes, the child who is laid in the manger, Bethlehem, for each one of us, the King of righteousness, his name is Jesus, amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, Keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.